0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews for Bob Jane T Mart's
1: tire and wheel specialists. My favourite time of the week. I know I sound like a broken record and I say it every week, but geez, I love Off the Bench. It's where we get to talk about the big uh, NRL stories of the week, which also includes a little bit of AFL. Scott Sattler, uh, coaches are getting jobs. Some jobs still, well, some teams still don't have coaches, mm. like IE. The Broncos and all that sort of stuff, but anyway, we'll get
2: to all that. Scotty Sattler, how are you? I'm good, Jace. and also listeners. It's uh it has been a big week, and yes, we do get to talk about NRL in great detail, but it's been all about the AFL this week. It has, it's has exciting it? news. I, I think it's exciting news from all fronts that the the AFL first time in what 120 something years that the game has been taken outside Victoria. Mm. Uh, this year has been the ability to try new rules, um, new scenarios. Uh, for the AFL grand final, a twilight grand final, which they've always touted for many, many years but haven't had the the gumption to make that call. But now they get the chance uh, in an unfamiliar part of the year when it's a little bit hotter to be able to use uh,
1: the, now, the twilight option. I've been thinking about this, and I'm going to stick my head up, yep. a hand up to be in charge of the entertainment of the AFL grand final. And you need a good musical act. I mean, sure, we're not going to reach the heights of meatloaf, all right, he was. Of he was it's in Brisbane. Do you think it's going to be Powderfinger? Well, has to be. Probably the budget. We probably won't have that. I'm thinking. Who are the other great groups and singers from Queensland? Of course, there's Savage Garden. Yep. Um, we're in decent obsession uh, from Queensland. Maybe we can wheel them out. Who are in decent obsession? Um, that sounds like something from your DVD collection. <laughs> No, no, that's a that's VHS. No, this how do you not know in decent obsession? Uh, Greats band from the late 80s. Oh, you're a I disgrace. think the cockroaches
2: are from Sydney.
1: Yeah, they're no good. We'll yep. scratch them. Who was the bird? Who was Peter Andre? He's not,
2: Pe- he's no, not no, bird, no, <laughs>
1: Peter Andre. Yep. Imagine doing Mysterious Girl as the players run outs for the 2020 <laughs> AFL grand final. Get me Gil on the phone. Let's lock in Peter Andre now. <laughs> Forget Powderfinger. They're too good.
2: Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, I'm just I'm just trying to the image of the players running out to mysterious Whoa. girl.
1: Mysterious girl. I've been watching something like that. I don't know. Anyway, um that's what we're going to work on during the week here at uh, off the bench. Let's get into this.
2: Time on off the
3: bench to look back on the news of the week.
1: Uh, Gil McLaughlin's been on the phone already. He said no. Uh, no. He doesn't like the no? idea okay. of uh, of Peter Andre. I thought that was a beauty. All righty. Let's get Chappelle Corby. Pete Murray. He's from Queensland. Too good. No, he's from Byron, isn't he? No, he lives in Byron. He's right. from Chinchilla. That's right. Mm. Nah, but no, nah, too good. Too good. Okay. Can we find a gig for Ch- Chappelle Corby somehow in the opening well, ceremony? She left, she left the latest <laughs>
2: reality <laughs> right. series, Australian SAS. Yeah. For some reason, I thought she would have been able to get through those rigorous, oh, yeah. torturous exercises. Here's the irony now. Yep. She's actually
1: locked up in <laughs> quarantine.
2: Oh, God. Like,
1: that's... that's She's used to it, I guess. <laughs> um, but anyway, what about Pauline Hanson? Anyway, we'll keep working. We'll workshop these ideas. Mm. Hey, yeah, uh, Toddy Payton gets the official nod as head coach of the Cowboys. Good mate of yours. Good mate of the show. Yep. Um, good decision?
2: Yeah, good decision. I, I mean, they had... Some really good candidates. Uh, there was current coach Josh Hanna, the interim coach, who would have done a great job as well. He'll stay on as an assistant, I'm pretty sure. I'd like to think he will. Players really like him. Toddy Payton, um, who you know, I've obviously got a, probably in a, a soft spot for as well, as John Cartwright, who's a very good friend of mine as well. I've spent a lot of time with him at the Penrith Panthers and, and the Titans as well. So some really good candidates there. But I think the nail in the coffin for... Not only the process, really interesting process, Badge, and listeners, if you didn't hear throughout the week, they had a, a committee that was that was formed, including Jonathan Thurston, to uh, choose the 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 head coach of the Cowboys, the four candidates, which was Cartwright, Hanna, uh Sean Wayne from U, the UK, the English coach, and also Toddie Payton. They gave them a 20-minute, to 15-20-minute period of the game against the Roosters yeah. where they were leading 4-0, they were 12-4 at half time. go away, come back, and give us – what speech you'd give to the players at halftime. Apparently, everyone was great, but Todd Payton was the one that really nailed it. So, uh, And also, w- the work that he's done with the Cowboys. So, Because coaching's not about X's and O's and game plans. It's about the emotional connection you can have with your playing group. Yeah. And how simple you can keep things yeah. in this very convoluted world of, of professional sports. So, Todd Payton is a really good choice because... Um, He's a tremendous guy, first and foremost, and I, I just know the effect that he has on people around him.
1: Do you think he would have YouTubed uh, Any Given Sunday and the al- famous Al Pacino speech? Well, it's funny
2: you should say that because I asked him, I said to him, did you use the halftime speech of Any Given Sunday? And he said, no, no, I used the half. used the speech that Jimmy on American Pie used <laughs> when he told his teammates he was leaving to go watch his girlfriend sing in the choir. <laughs> The lacrosse game in American football. How good so. would
1: that be if he did? How good? Actually, we've got to get him on the show next week and have a chat to him. He's, he's a good man, uh, Rod good Payton. Guy. And he's done a great job with the Warriors as well, an, an outstanding job. And I am the only one in our offices mm. throughout the week who have been supporting the Warriors and the job that he's been yeah. doing. there. You've seen a, a, a monumental shift in the way they play. Uh, sure, they've brought in some lone players that have been really good for them as well. But, you know, just their attitude. There, and they're up. They're up, they're excited, they're happy. Well, they're playing with intelligence.
2: Yeah. Where before, the Warriors would just always, they tried try to be the Harlem Globetrotters yep. of the rugby league world yep. and yet didn't have the, the rugby league intellect to be able to, to support a role of that nature. Now, you keep calling Todd Payton Rod, just to inform the listeners. It's Rod, oh, yeah. Rod Payton, because when he played at Canberra as a young, up-and-coming, very good front <laughs> rower, one of his mates got in a fight in a club. Don't
1: do this, kids. Yeah,
2: from the Canberra Raiders, and when they went outside to sort it out... Todd Payton tried to be the mediator. Yeah. And the guy that was just the, the bystander said, listen, I'm sick of all you rugby league players, even you, Rod Payton. And from that day on, Todd became Rod. Hey, this is a, um, uh, an
1: announcement that happened yesterday from Peter Volandis.
3: We're here for a very pleasurable situation that we're going to announce Andrew Abdo, who's to my right as the new NRL CEO. Uh, Andrew has impressed the commission while he's been the interim CEO, his commercial acumen, his calmness, and his work ethic has been outstanding. I
1: was a bit, I was a bit nervous when he used the word pleasurable. <laughs> yeah. I go, what, what, what's Phil? gonna, what's he gonna say? I oh,
3: know it was the most
2: obvious choice, wasn't it? Andrew yeah, Abdo, very good. Um, yeah, with that commercial acumen that he's got behind him, and he's but he's got to cut. He's got to cut anywhere from twenty to thirty million dollars off the bottom line still. They got rid of two very uh, high-profile executives last week.
1: That's was a couple of mil,
2: probably. There's some departments I'm led to believe that they may uh, make redundant and outsource to contractors, which yep. makes sense also. Um, but Andrew Abdok, because he's got that commercial and that operational acumen behind him, that says to me that, that Peter Valentes is still going to play a really active role in the, the day-to-day operations of the rugby league side of the, of the operation as well. So it's um, it's great news for the NRL.
1: Yeah, it is good news. Uh, He also made another announcement uh, yesterday, which I thought was really interesting.
3: We just wish to announce today that the NRL grand final will be held in Cairns. (laughs) Um, We try to find a golf course to do it in, but unfortunately they're all occupied. So, no, that's not what we're here for. I'm only kidding. (laughs)
1: Oh really? <laughs> he seems relaxed. I mean, he's been he's he's done an amazing job this year, and 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 it, probably nice for him and Andrew Abdo to sit down at a press conference and just you know share some good news, yep, and some exciting stuff. I, I want to go back to that press conference and and
2: the golf resort and all that sort of stuff. Geez. Was he alluding to – now, educate me again. He's alluding to the golf course where one of the players' girlfriends –
1: No, he's alluding to Gil McLaughlin's media conference announcing
2: the uh, AFL Grand Final at Royal Pines.
1: Gotcha. And then flying 400 staff and family in.
2: Who are all playing around the pool and –
1: Who are having a great (laughs) holiday on the Queensland taxpayers. So, make no mistake, AFL's not paying for this. Yeah. Mm. Queensland taxpayers – did, paying for this junk Did you kit. see the helicopter image
2: of, <laughs> yeah, of the, the resort pool. pool and everyone... Was there social distancing in the resort? Well, there is. And they look to their credit, they look like there were, there were little clusters of people. That's probably not the right word to use, Cluster. No, I can't but, use
1: cluster, no. Uh,
2: they did have a bit of distance between. But there was a lot of people in the one area. And whether yeah. they're all allowed to congregate together, I'm not quite sure. Well, the hotel's
1: shut. So it's it's shut down. Remember my missus walked in there to buy a massage... Uh, Oh, voucher right. one day. Yeah. My wife breached COVID biosecurity bio for the AFL. I, I don't, no one knows this. So I didn't report it. So two players walking out of a lift. She walks in with my daughter to go and buy a voucher at the day spa mm. at the said resort. And she's walking around. Security comes up and goes, excuse me, can we help? And she goes, yeah, I'm just going to the spa to buy a voucher. He goes, um, the hotel's shut. The car's booked out by the WAGs. <laughs> That's right. There's already waxing going on in there. No, they've gone it's shut. This is this is a uh, it's in lockdown. You you can't be in here. She goes, Oh, okay. And just turned around and went out the front doors. Yeah.
2: Good security.
1: Excellent security. Yeah. How's the player? She goes, Oh, how do I get up? They said, Yeah, just go on the lift.
2: Oh so, god. Anyway That's frightening. Um so good news there from from
1: uh, Valandis with
2: with Abdo. Now You know, I know Peter Valenti has come out during the week and a little tongue-in-cheek comment about the Cairns one and we're not concerned about the AFL um, being played in Brisbane because that's Rugby League heartland. Of course he's concerned. He obviously doesn't show it externally. but And the NRL need to be concerned because what the AFL are very, very good at is being able to tap onto the back of something that's very big. Mm. Um, for years they've run a really good Kick program throughout the schools. Yep. Um, this gives them a great opportunity to go to those regional areas in Queensland, your Rockhamptons, Bundaberg, Townsville, Mackay, Cairns, all those areas, Mount Isa, yep. just to try and educate and spread the gospel. Yeah. Mm. I, I, um, I'm um, i going to add to that. Mm. I've got
1: twin girls, as you know, they're 13, in primary school. Um, and uh, My kids went to the same primary school yep. as your kids. The, they, The only people that would turn up to the school mostly was AFL. Mm. So the sons would turn up, right? And guess what? They bring their players along. If the Titans or someone like that turned up, it wasn't a player that it's they just could... A staff member. Staff member. Mm. So what? What's the first thing a kid does when they meet a player from a team? Nowadays, they go home and look them up. Exactly. And they go, and then if Dad's watching the footy, oh, there's that guy who came to our school. Hundred percent. So yeah. all of a sudden, they're focusing more. I know we do it when we interview people. You know, we interviewed uh, one of the Swans players last week, Harry Cunningham, and I watched him more um, against Melbourne than any other player
2: because I really wanted to see how he played. So what we do now is that we've got so many NRL clubs, and not all of them, but a majority of the NRL clubs, jace. and we face it when we try and interview oh. some of the NRL players is that yep. they're protected by the club. And it's all about their recovery and rehabilitation as opposed to, you know all those extra hours every day that you get when you're not training? And let me tell you, there are a lot of hours that they've got free. Why don't you go – why don't we allocate that to some sort of community service programs, whether it's for non-for-profits or going to schools as part of development? My whole career, your you day off or any spare chance you got, you, you'd you go to a pigeonhole. You'd, you'd pull a sheet of paper out of your pigeonhole and say – you have to be at this school at nine thirty to eleven o'clock yeah, on this, Tuesday in your full yeah. full uniform, yeah. and these other people will be there as well. So we'd all carpool over there. We'd go and do a, yeah. a, a little development thing. We'd pass the ball and play games with them. Go back to training. That's just the way that the landscape was. But now we try and we try and separate. And again, it's COVID at the moment, so we've got to take that into account. But I'm talking about in when our world is back yeah. to normality, we've. For so long, we've tried to separate yep. the sporting, the sporting population, from the general population from us humans.
1: Mm. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the thing is though, as a, this is the scarier bit too, Sats yep. is that as a player, I'd want to go and do that mm. because I'd want to be able to say there, there could be the next Scott Sattler, um, sitting in that classroom wanting to play rugby league, but is like may not have a hero at this stage, and all of a sudden. Uh, a player walks in from your favorite scene they look up to him and go right that's the moment in my life that I've decided to chase my rugby league dream mm. and and as a player geez to be able to to be able to have a kid and be the reason why a kid has done that would be amazing you know and, and don't
2: get me wrong Jace it's good for your profile It's of great course. for your profile yeah, because yeah. Yeah. when you're playing footy and you're coming off the field or you're walking through a shopping center and you've got those kids that go... Hey, G'day, Scott, you're at our school last week. Mm. It makes you feel good. Yeah. It makes you feel great. What well, makes you more part of the of the community as well. Yeah, so yeah you know, I, I truly believe a lot of the clubs have, have lost the art of of being intimate with their fans, um, and especially through junior development and, and schools and clubs and yeah we've got to get back to it. Well, the AFL's doing it better. Have yeah, always but have always done it better. It like, absolutely, Queensland have, de- particularly with females. Well, Queensland have developed a a really good program, a really good after school program, which is, it's just to try and combat the effect that Oz Kick has had on a lot of school kids, and and they'll eventually get their rugby league because it's a far more powerful game in the eastern seaboard with Queensland and New South Wales. It'll take some time, but they've got to make the players available for it. That's how they're going to shorten the gap between the program being successful. Now, as opposed to 10, 12 years down the track.
3: It's that time for an Off the Bench Friday Night Preview.
1: Yeah, let's get stuck into it, shall we, Sats? I am looking forward to this one, but I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I'm going to a 10th birthday party at a pub which has putt-putt. Tonight, I just want to go home. As you know, I'm on a diet. I'm trying to eat well. And so, you're a Mad Bunnies fan. And, and I'm a Mad Bunnies fan. There's mm-hmm. a massive Storm Bunnies match. Dinner's been delayed till half past seven, so I can finish work eventually and get there, and I'm going to miss the Storm and the Rabbit O's. And when there's a big game on... So, but hang on
2: a sec. They're, <laughs> they've actually delayed the dinner
1: so, I can so be you there. can get there. But I don't want to be there. Should we ring them on the air? But...
2: Yeah, and just say, "Listen,
1: (laughs) I'm not going."
2: Listen, kid. But you must be really important to the night because they're delaying it so you can be there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. And my kids and wife are already there. I'd ring
2: on the way there and just say, "Listen, I've I've pulled a hamstring. I've got to cut up some more audio." And yeah, I'll just meet you guys at home.
1: Sats has has made me work back on a Friday night because he's Mm -hmm. such a tyrant. Hey, listen, Friday night football: Storm versus Rabbitohs at ANZ Stadium. What do you reckon? I don't know what
2: how to pick a winner in this game.
1: Really? I thought you'd go with the Storm. I'm going no, with the Rabbitohs because of my heart.
2: Yeah, I have gone with the Storm because all their big guns were back last week in, in Cam Munster and Cam Smith. They've lost Nelson Ossoff of Salamana. But the South Sydney Rabbitohs have lost Latrell Mitchell, who's been outstanding. He looks fit. He looks engaged. He looks happy. Mm. Uh, yeah, they get Alex Johnston back, and whether he plays fullback or, or wing, it doesn't matter. He's still a really big inclusion. But... I just feel as though that the South Sydney Rabbitohs, just the the presence of Latrell being there, I think just gives the other players around him a lot more confidence. Uh, but Dane Gagai was ruled out as of training Thursday afternoon. That's another big Again. out for South Sydney. Yeah, yeah, so but they've
1: been covering for him, okay?
2: Yeah, they have been. But you can only cover for so long. Yeah, you know, With a keeper, when you've got really experienced players, you can only, and you need the experienced players in big games. I mean. South just lapped Parramatta last week. What was it? 38-0. But Parramatta aren't a Melbourne Storm. No, they're not. They're not. You are. You're exactly right. Now, the Melbourne Storm, missing a Sofa Sofa Solomon with a calf strain. That's a big loss. Yeah, huge. Comes off the bench. Tough. Offers a lot. Tacks the head. Yeah, Marion Seve's out for the rest of the season with a a knee injury. Yeah, another big loss. So it's, you know, it is a... The real key matchup is Cody Walker and Cameron Munster. They both play exactly the same. They're a little bit enigmatic. They're spontaneous. They're creative. They, they back their skill and their footwork. They're not really structured in anything that they do. So that's going to be the, the real heavyweight, uh, heavyweight clash. Well, what a, oh,
1: hang on. What, a, what about Smith and Cook?
2: Well, that's the next one. Wow. Two completely different um, styles of play. You've got Cook, who's dynamic, looks for opportunities, Use his speed to his advantage. Cameron Smith is is obviously the crafty, uh, the crafty number nine that creates momentum for his side, just for his sheer presence and his kicking game out of dummy half. So it's old school versus new school, isn't it? Isn't it an amazing statistic? The they they played this year in round four. Storm won at home twenty two eight in Melbourne, but the the actual meetings between both these sides falls in favour of. South by the tune of, I think it's like 20 to 8 Yeah, but Melbourne,
1: but Melbourne in recent history have got the edge on South. I mean, what about the preliminary final, was it last year or the year before, where Melbourne won by a point? Philgold, remember? No, I don't. Was it Philgold or Penalty Goal or something like that? It
2: was one of the big games. In Too the many f- knocks, I can't remember. Yeah, right,
1: okay. Time. But they, they do have some close games as well.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh had okay, His 100th. Hundredth- NRL appearance. I thought he played more than that. But um, it'll be a, an absolutely monster clash, this one. Probably the clash of the weekend, I think. Um, I think it sits above the – take Sunny Bill out of it. Take above the Roosters, the Roosters and crazy. Canberra They're Bigger match.
1: than the grand final replay.
2: I think it will be, yeah. Yeah, wow. Absolutely, yeah. Who do you reckon? I'm going to take Melbourne. Um, Jesus. One to
1: 12. You're a bad South supporter. I know. Really, that's our support. All righty, this is Off the Bench. Thanks to our great mates at Bob Jane T-Marts. Get up to $100 instant cash back on Bridgestone and Yokohama tyres. Bobjane.com.au. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists.
3: On Off the Bench, a Thursday night NRL review. It comes to dean dean then out the back to Darius Boyd. Short ball to Stags. they're in. That was a well-worked try by the Brisbane Broncos. They lead 4-0 with a kick to come. The weight of possession, the mistakes from Panthers have been made to pay. Brisbane lead 4-0, kick to come.
2: Well, we talked about one of our match matchups at the start of the game, and this one was mine. Stephen Crichton up against Katoni Stags he gets into just a little bit of space but he turns a half opportunity into a four-pointer Katoni Staggs but it's the work of Darius Boyd they go down the right-hand side, they go back to the goalpost they come back down the right-hand side through Tom Dearden and Darius Boyd holds the ball up beautifully and just entices Stephen Crichton to come out of his defensive line.
3: Now Fisher-Harris passes to Cleary, now to Lui. Lui stepping and weaving and jumping, pushes away from Din oh. gives it to Mansell and scores the try. Well the referee will check I think for an obstruction but that was 0-2 so easy. Tom did dropped off the tackle of Lui. Lui was dancing around like he was a ballerina. Morrisau. Now to Cleary, kicking early. Here comes oh. the chase, and here comes the try. That is Kurt Capewell. He hasn't touched the ball in about four months, and the first time he touches it, he scores a try. 12-6 with a kick to come. Cleary to Kurt Capewell. That was just too easy.
4: It was a good run by Spencer Linu. The The, the hit-up before he got a fairly quick play, the ball. Broncos... Just getting back, pushed up quick off their line, but... I know there's a methodology around
2: this whole fallback in the
4: line. I've told you before, so I know. They don't get it. Look, it's great to be able to get up there and help out, but you still
2: you
3: can't
4: help in the front line at the expense of you not being able to cover.
3: Now the kick into the in-goal area. Did Liu get a hand to it? I think he did. I think he got the ball down. It was in between a couple of Broncos players. I think one of them was Hopo but Liu showed much more urgency than the Brisbane defence. Scores the try. The referee wants to check whether he was on side, whether he got a hand to it. But I think Jerome Luai has scored the try.
4: Well, they're just on on the replay there for Car Sales. A Car Sales every minute on Car Sales. We're going to the grounding now, and he's he shoved the Broncos player nope. Ricky out of the way. Did he get
2: a hand on it? He, he claimed it. Got a hand on it, but there's a little bit of space before it hits the ground.
4: Oh, what? Gee, that is a shock call. They've ruled do, a try really. without... Well, let's remember, in the bunker, they're looking at 10 different angles, maybe more, and, and they see it slow down. For dead said that looked to me like he's would lost it.
2: You don't need 10 angles of that, do you? You need oh. one angle. You can see there's separation.
4: Well, I'm just looking at another angle now. I've changed my mind. I think they've got well, it right. I've yeah.
3: seen about four angles. There's no angles. control. I've seen about four angles. It's Three that I don't... Show and try one that I thought did would get a little bit. Just, I'm just
4: going to give them a wrap. Their, their defence very very strong. they a couple of sets in a row. The Broncos and holding together really well. It took a little kick in behind and a good play there by by Lou Ida. Cleary.
3: Now it comes to Edwards. The pass this time goes to To'o who scores in the corner. This time the ball gets on the outside and this time Brian To'o scores. And it's 24-12 with a kick to come. He won't get a try
4: assist for that, but that's Apicorosau's try. Out of dummy half, looked to the left, went to the right, threw a dummy, just skipped, drew a couple of players in and created the overlap that eventually they put it through their hands. Dylan Edwards, the last pass there, very nicely hit Toto and put him over in the corner.
3: With only 10 seconds of play remaining. Will they find touch here and just wind the clock? Oh, the giddly flick from kick out. Now Mansell knocked it on. But the ball has been kept alive here by Katani Staggs with only seconds to go. And I think both teams have had enough now. The full-time siren sounds in the background. And the Penrith Panthers have won, but not the scoreline a lot of people were suggesting. Full-time at Suncorp Stadium. Penrith 25 have defeated the Brisbane Broncos 12.
1: So there you have it. The highlights from NRL Nation last night. The Panthers 25 Broncos 12. I've got to admit so I didn't watch the game. Um, it wasn't a game I was too excited about sitting down on the telly on a Thursday night and watching. But looking at the score, uh, I'm, I'm shocked.
2: Yeah, Panthers was,
1: only by 13 points.
2: Yeah, it was. Um, it, was a, it was a different game to watch, actually, because from the word go, the Brisbane Broncos came out with a lot more energy. They're a lot more aggressive than the Penrith Panthers. The Panthers looked really flat, which makes sense because they've been up for a long time. And you do go through some games, and sometimes it is against the, the sides that are the way down the the competition ladder. And um, all sides, if you've been a successful side, you, you play against your, your teams that aren't traveling that great. Yes, you do have an expectation to beat them. But in the forefront of your mind, you're thinking, no, I've just got to do what I've got to do. But you've still got this little nagging yeah. voice saying, we've got Parramatta next week. We've got Parramatta next week. And for that, those initial 10 or 15 minutes of the game, the start of the game, the other side can really sneak up on you. And if their energy's high and their aggression is high, it's really hard to get that back yeah, right. in, an, in an instance. But the good sides generally do end up getting their routine and their rhythm back. And that's what Penrith did last night. All credit to the Brisbane Broncos. From all accounts, their coach Peter Gentle really simplified things threw a lot of the playbook out from Anthony Seabold, especially defensively, and just simplified things from a defensive nature. So the first 15 or 20 minutes, they really controlled all proceedings. And then the Brisbane Broncos, as I said, because of the the players they've got, the success they've had to date, they were able to switch back into routine quite quickly and eventually win the game. Is um, Peter General a good coach? Well, I don't know whether he's a good coach or Where, not. Where's he come from? He's been an assistant coach at a number of clubs. Tremendous guy. Former player? Yeah, former player, but not at any high level. Right, okay. Um, but a tremendous guy, very respected by the playing group. The, the Why? Players. Why
1: is he so is, – is
2: it because he can communicate well? Yeah, he's just a really good guy. He's a good guy that there's there's no BS about him.
1: Right, okay.
2: You know, he's, so you know where you stand? Yeah, absolutely, but he's not brutally honest with you. He's right, just yeah. He just tells you what you got to hear, and it's yeah. the way that he delivers it's it. simple. And, yeah, and that's what he did with the game plan. He simplified everything, streamlined everything, and and for this very young playing group, it was the perfect it was the perfect recipe for a a better a better performance. Now, even if you're sitting second last like the Broncos, you're not happy with a twenty five twelve win. You're saying, "Oh, we got closer." Loss, I mean. A yep. uh, loss, I mean. But you say, yeah, "We got closer," which is great. But Peter Jenner would look to every player in in the eyes last night and said, "Listen, I'm not happy with the loss, but." I just want to say I'm, I'm really proud of the effort and the lengths he went to to put one of the competition favourites to the wire tonight. So uh, the Penrith Panthers, well, they'll be really disappointed with some of their really individual efforts, lacking aggression and lacking that uh, those those levels of enthusiasm that you need. I thought Stephen Crichton and his matchup with Katoni Stags was going to be the highlights. Katoni Stags won; he got the points decision on that. On that battle, I thought he was—he's got to be Brisbane's best and Ferris this year. Oh, yeah, he's too aggressive for Crichton. Crichton's yeah. got to find some yeah, the right. way to be able to to absorb a lot of that aggression and then come back over the top of his opposition before the finals. Because I think a lot of centres would have seen that last night and gone, "I'm going to lick my lips." Yeah, yeah. So okay. some really good, really good performances for the Broncos. Payne Haas, sixty-one tackles. Um, James Fisher-Harris, I think he had thirty hit-ups. For 240 odd metres, whatever it may That's be, incredible. yeah, ridiculous. And uh, like I said, Payne Haas was outstanding, but the probably the pick of uh, both sides was the number six Jerome Luai. He was probably the best of uh, of both the sides, and he ended up getting our NRL Nation yeah Metricon points last night.
1: Alrighty. Uh, Panthers better sharpen up a bit. They've got the Eels next yeah. Friday night. Western Derby. And you've got the Southeast Queensland Derby, the Titans and the Broncos Okay, next uh, Saturday at 5.30 at Seabus uh, Super Stadium. So there you have it. Uh, just a, a side note, Broncos, worst ever performance in losing. That's a new club record, eight straight. They've never lost eight straight.
2: Ever? Ever. I thought at the start of 99 they lost eight in a row, but they must have it's the won worst eight of Yeah.
1: Worst Broncos team of all time. There uh. you go. Hey, and they could find themselves, if the Bulldogs beat the Titans this weekend, which is not that much out of out the, of realm, the qu- yeah. yeah. they could be last yep. at the end of this round. Mm. Uh, this is Off the Bench NRL with Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews. We'll be back. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane team tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T Mark's tire and wheel specialists.
3: Who gets a mention in our Off the Bench Performance of the Week?
1: All right, Satsi, welcome back to Off the Bench. Uh, this is where we talk about those great performances or performers from the weekend. Um, I think the one you're going to throw
2: in today is very hard to top. It's a performance of the week because the performance of him as a player and the performance of his manager and agent also, to be able to broker a deal for Lionel Messi, as you call him Lionel.
1: It's Lionel, mate. It's
2: Lionel, isn't it? It is. Yeah. So Lionel Messi signing for $1.13 billion, leaving Barcelona. Five years. Five years to go to Manchester City. Now, Liverpool fans would be irate that the best player on the planet yeah. is going to add to that side that finished behind Liverpool yeah. this year. So... Uh, performance of the week to be able to 33 years of age, five years. I, I mean, usually you get to that age in any sport and your capacity to earn just starts to decline a bit. So, who did we talk about a couple of weeks ago was the first current sports person yeah. to earn a billion dollars who's currently active? Yeah, who was that? Was it Tiger Woods? Tiger Woods. Was it, Tiger? Yeah, yeah. He's a, it's currently active. Now, Lionel's the second.
1: Lionel. Um, so, Manchester City is the City Football Group. Yep. Who own clubs. They own the New York professional yes. football team as well. And they also own Melbourne City. Yeah. Watch this space. Oh. Lionel Messi will be playing at Le- Melbourne. <laughs> Lionel. It's L-I-O-N-E-L, mate. It's Lionel. Lionel Messi will be playing at Melbourne City. When he's 38 years of age. So do you think being watched by
2: 300 people? So do you think when Melbourne City travel up to Queensland to play against the Brisbane Raw, and that, they haven't had a, they haven't allocated that game to Suncorp Stadium, <laughs> they've allocated it to Redcliffe Stadium? Correct. Lionel Messi will run Lionel out. Lionel will run that, out that long tunnel at Redcliffe. He'll come out and go, "Hello, is it me you're looking for?" <laughs>
1: Maybe not. Okay. That was good. Thank you, that. Thank you, mate. Thank you. We'll end it on that way. Hey, my performance of the week yep. um, was uh, the PGA uh, BMW Championship last yes, week. You've been following uh, this, a, oh mate, for I love longer, it. You? I love it. I love the PGA golf. And and look, um, normally there's big crowds gathered around the 18th. It went to a playoff. Dustin Johnson and John Rahm, number one and two in the world. Dustin Johnson sunk a 60 foot putt to get into the playoff, and it was an amazing putt. It turned four or five times. Went through
2: valleys, it went, up, uh, and went down, up a hill, caught a train, coast.
1: three buses, and finally went in the hole. Came to the playoff hole, the first playoff hole. John Rahm thought he'd just, you know,
0: tap this one in. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here. It...
1: Watch out! ...comes! He's got
0: wow! Is this all really happening? <laughs> what a putt! That is from 66 feet.
1: Not just a straight putt. He had to hit it. He had to putt it to a ridge. And then just to sit, not, not go too fast. It had to sit... And then go downhill towards the. You had to put it sideways mm. that, to then
2: straighten it we went up. Went left, didn't he? At like ninety degree angle. Unbelievable. So twenty one meters, sixty six mm. foot.
1: And that 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 part was worth one point seven million. Oh, ouch. So the PGA Championships obviously on this week, and it's the top thirty. It's uh, the
2: final round. It's it. It's yep. it. So. Of so course, FedEx, which the winner will end up earning. Uh,
1: the winner gets fifteen million US. So
2: Dustin Johnson, and the way that it works from a handicap. So the 30th player starts, at starts yep. on even. Yes. Which is Mark Leishman, Mark Australian, Leishman, yep. And Dustin Johnson starts on 10 under. 10 under. And Rahm starts on?
1: About seven or eight under. So even
2: though he won the last tournament, he's, Rahm.
1: And he's still rated two. So he's still a couple of shots back.
2: Wow, okay.
1: It's, it's all the points you've earned. Over the last two yeah, tournaments, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So there you have it. There are our performances of the week. Hey, during the week, we caught up with a really nice uh, young bloke. Uh, with the worst haircut Yeah, horrible mullet in the NRL.
2: Mm. Uh, Jai Arrow, how are you, mate?
0: Yeah, good, boys. How you going?
2: Yeah, good. So firstly, Jai, I mean, the Titans have been going great over the last couple of weeks, but next week you've got the Bulldog. We, you think you'll be named this week, or what's the story there?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, tomorrow that I've got no pain and, and uh, I'm not struggling, but uh, we'll see pretty soon. I'm sure I'll find out pretty quick how my shoulder's going anyway
2: what did you make of your side last week against the Dragons? You would have loved to have been out there. They absorbed so much pressure defensively. But what'd you make about that very gutsy win?
0: Oh, I loved it. I was, um, you know, at home with with um, you know, just chilling and and yeah, I thought it was probably our win of the year. And uh, it's a shame I wasn't a part of it, but um, but that's all good. I was proud of the boys' effort. They just stuck to it and. Uh, it wasn't a very, you know, it wasn't an attacking game. It was a defensive game, and and that's what wins your footy games is your defence. And uh, we stuck at it, and then eventually run away with it. The end yeah, with Jamal's um, try, which was, um, you know, which was great to see. And I was there, I was yelling and screaming at the TV, actually, just <laughs> quietly. But um, no, it was all good fun, and and hopefully we can continue that next week. Can't you go to the
4: games, Jai, if you're out injured? Is that part of the the protocols?
0: Oh, well, I, I'm not 100% sure of that, but I think it's probably best for me that I stay back and uh, do my rehab. And we had to train um, on Friday as well. So um, I of know... the game and, was in Congress, wasn't it? Yeah, so Donnie yeah. went down for the game, but uh, I think it would be yeah, best for me to just stay down and, and do Michelle's rehab and get it, you know, try to get it right.
4: A couple of big changes to the, the season this year has been your new coach, Justin Holbrook, and Jamal Fogarty getting a, a lot more time and, and running. Fogarty, we've told. Fogarty yes. running the halves. Um, both going along nicely. Um, you must be pretty happy that that combination's working?
0: Oh, 100%. And, you know, Justin and both Jimmys have, have brought in some great things for the club. I think they've done a tremendous job throughout the year, and I love working with them. But And Jamal, Jamal's been that voice that we needed and that guy who's sort of taken control and He's, you know, he's starting to be the dominant half and to start calling the shots, and I think he's been great for us. He's, you know, he's put his hand up coming into, I guess, a foreign situation, not really knowing uh, many of the boys too well, but um, we obviously know him pretty well now, and he's been great for us, and I'm sure he'll, um, you know, he'll do a great job for him, you know, for the rest of this year and going into next year as well.
1: This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's Tyre and Wheel Specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's Tyre and Wheel Specialists.
3: The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our Off The Bench footy tips.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Uh, the Bulldogs versus Titans uh, at ANZ Stadium. Sats, so who do you like? Titans. I like the spirit. Yep, thirteenth mm. versus sixteenth. Yeah, they're playing better than thirteenth, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, Seagulls versus West Tigers. Tough oh, game.
2: You know what? I At want Lotto to. See, I want to see the West Tigers win. I just think what's happened throughout the week, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on with the West Tigers. I'm going to take Manly, um, but I, I want to see. I want to see something from the West Tigers, but yeah, I think Manly will take advantage of what week they've had. Okay, big game. Raiders versus Roosters.
1: Sonny bills back.
2: I'm taking the Roosters. They've also got Angus Crichton back, um, Luke Keary back as well. Warriors versus Eels. I'm taking the Eels, but I'm not doing it with a lot of confidence. No.
1: I picked the Eels too, and I'm not sure now.
2: Mm. Uh, Cowboys versus Dragons. I'm taking the Cowboys. This is Sunday night. Uh, The Dragons, they had so much possession last week, should have scored a lot of points and beaten the Titans comfortably, but they got frustrated, and the Gold Coast Titans – ended up um coming away right with the win so I'm, I'm going to take the cowboys i think they can score too many points
1: all right our saturday outlook on off the bench get dad something he'll love this father's day at auto one of course the supercars mm-hmm. continue again this weekend in townsville uh jb wing cup as predicted last weekend uh won two out of the three races he loves Townsville. the car loves townsville because it loves a bumpy track uh, the uh, Red Bull team, so their Commodore did very well. Because it's a street track
2: up there, isn't it? It is yep. a street
1: circuit, um, and in the just, it's right near the new stadium as yeah, well, on the other is, side yeah. of the city. So mm-hmm. just uh, need the Mad Cow. That's on again this weekend. Make sure you watch that. So, Saturday if Win Cup wins this weekend, yep. these rounds, it's game on, isn't it? Yeah, it's 123 points at the moment. Yep. Then they'll go to Adelaide, and then
2: that's the, the private track
1: in yeah, Adelaide, the private track down there, and uh, and then they'll go to Bathurst. Bathurst. Will be the decider for the supercars this year, first time ever. Uh, Auto One's the number one shot for dads who really love cars this Father's Day. Now, Satsy, before we go, mate, we've only got a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you looking forward to?
2: I'm looking forward to really quickly Sonny Bill Williams. I just, I'm, I've got a man crush on Sonny Bill, but I'm really looking forward to the West Tigers and seeing whether they can, they can aim up. This could go either way for the West Tigers, the week they've had. They can either whinge and spit the dummy even further. Some of the players some of the players, uh, or they can act like sportsmen who embrace a challenge, who love to win, who love success and yeah. f- show their fans something.
1: Yeah, all right. It's going to be a good weekend of NRL. Of course, I'm looking yep. forward to the golf, the PGA mm. Championship uh, up until Tuesday. That'll be on. All right, this has been Off the Bench. Thanks to our great mates at Bob Jane t Arts, Tyron and Wheel Specialists. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, Zats. See ya.